Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 82. On today's episode, we are actually breaking down the Mombacho Tierra Volcan. This is our first time reviewing one of their cigars. We're pretty excited about it. So everybody, sit back, listen, and enjoy. kind of not excited about another Christmas, but it is what it is, I guess. What are you going to do? Obligations, right? Obligations. <clears throat> you don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Seriously, though, think about FarmersOnly.com real quick. Is it not racist as shit? It's pretty racist. Well, because when you think about it, it's farmersonly.com, but if you've ever watched the commercial, it only features like cornbread white boys from Midwest United States. Oh, yeah. So my, my thought process is, is that it's, it was a way for the creators and owners of farmersonly.com to make an all-whites dating site. Yeah. It should be called kkkonly.com. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Or whitesonly.com. KKK insinuates hate it may not be like straight hate but it should be just called whitesonly.com because every commercial i've fucking seen it's only white people on there it's only <laughs> white people it makes no sense to me no it doesn't all right are there any black farmers out there raise and your hand raise your hand <laughs> it's just like every time i see i used to see um like the old kfc commercials i don't know if it's like recent because now they're they're doing the um the different actors for Colonel Sanders. But like oh, when they used to dude. do the old KFC family commercials, it always featured an African-American family. Yeah. Which to me was like ultra racist, like insinuating the only people who like that style of chicken. Oh, dude. I'm like, dude, I fucking love KFC. It's one of my favorite things to eat. Now, Lauren won't let me eat it, which is a total bummer, but I fucking love KFC. Could you imagine if Terry Crews was Colonel Sanders in one of them? <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't. Awesome I wouldn't would doubt. I wouldn't doubt at some point they actually like that end up doing so something awesome. like that. <laughs> All right. So back to this farmersonly.com thing. Yeah, yeah. I want to play one of the commercials real quick. It's the wizard one. I was try. I was watching uh, TV late at night one night, mm -hmm. and I saw a hilarious one that I was telling you about earlier, but I can't find it. But this and, is this it, is how ridiculous their commercials are. And what farmer stays up past eight anyway? They've been on the fucking farm all day. Yeah, dude. They they go to bed early because they have to rise with the right. roosters. So who, what farmer's watching this that late? It doesn't make sense. Unless he's masturbating. Yeah. To farmer's only porn. <laughs> it's like pig porn. Oh, look at that sheep. It's like, look at that horse dick. Oh, that wool. That's a great looking horse dick right there. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me play this real quick. And... How am I ever supposed to find a date out here? Whoa! <laughs> Behold, you don't have to be lonely. Oh, farmers only? All right. You don't have to be lonely at farmersonly.com. Which, by the way, I will tell you right now, featured only white people. That is a fact. So their commercials are so hilarious that people have not watched. Like I've never, so I, I don't watch a lot of regular like broadcast TV anymore. Yeah. Except like late at night, I'll just flip through. Like I just have an antenna. So I get like 20 channels, 
and I'll flip through certain stations. One that I've really enjoyed recently is Laugh TV because it shows yeah. like old home improvement and like that 70s show, Drew Carey show, like really cool sitcoms I used to love. So every, like, I swear to God, their only fucking advertising sponsorship is FarmersOnly.com because they will literally roll through and just one episode of like the Drew Carey show, they'll have yeah. like three FarmersOnly.com commercials. And they're so ridiculous. Not only the production is like the general insurance <laughs> organization. <laughs> it's so terrible. You would think it's just like even a mediocre yeah. business that you'd be able to tether together something better than what they do. <laughs> but they don't. It's like it's something that I could shoot with my Canon camera. Dude. It's so ridiculous. But but it is. I've thought about it. And, and actually the reason I thought about it so deeply is because... <clears throat> I may have been under the influence of something when I was watching the commercials. And of course it sparks up these brilliant thoughts in my head. And I was just like, farmersonly.com is super racist. When you think about it, like underlying tones of, uh, there's, there's definitely a scent and a hint of racism built into that entire platform. You know, if it it needs the yang to the ying, because you've got this, you've got this one farmers only, which you know, farmers trying to find love out in the rural parts of the Midwest. Yeah. Are, you, are you suggesting there should be an urbanonly.com? Well, no. I'm saying there needs to be like like a farmerhose.com or something where you hook up with other farmers. Oh, like, like a tender stands. for farmers? Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> sure, you got a lot of hose in your barn, but do you got one in the bed? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> so you can do hookups. With yeah, other farmers. I, I feel you. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to me. That's pretty good. Um, anyway, all right. So just that was just a thought I had about farmers. It's, pre- it's kind of racist, but, you know, I think it's, it's truth-based. So it's kind of like, you know, I would say there's probably, for every hundred farmers, there's probably like one, maybe Mexican, maybe one black. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah. So depending on what country, it's, pretty, it's, probably, it's probably even more segregated. It's, than it's that. pretty accurate, I would imagine. You, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But then, what happens if you get guys? But, so it says farmersonly.com. But what happens if you get an outlier? Let's say you got you get a city boy who wants a farm girl. I plant soybean. Oh, I get you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So what happens? Like how? I wonder what the quiz and question process is through the whole thing that they can maybe weed out all the <coughs> the non rural folk. Your your address. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we see that. here that you're downtown Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you true. gotta be kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that's true, but I mean, I do, you do think the process goes that got, deep? Do you got Dish TV? <laughs> do you think they ask what you specifically farm for? Pro- like, what's your trade? Probably. It's like, probably. I'm, I'm a cow milker. <laughs> yeah. And it it matches you with another cow milker. <laughs> like, that's how they do it. It has nothing to do with personality. It's just like, how many corns can you shuck in a day? And then it finds a female corn shucker. You and Mary Lou have one thing in common. You both milk cows. I just say that's like, it's like he performs in livestock. She performs in grains, barley, and wheat. And it's like, that's the perfect combination. Hey. Hey, Mark. <coughs> You milk udders. Well, check out Mary Lou, who also has a set of udders. <laughs> <laughs> You've always worked with sweet titties your whole life. And then he puts he puts her in one of those chest traps oh, no. that they put the cows in. <laughs> Where it's 
just it's just constantly pumping. And he's just like, move for me. She's Dude. like, move, move. <laughs> we should for sure make a commercial for our version of FarmersOnly.com where it just shows a line of cows hooked up to those milking machines. And then in is just like in the middle is a woman. It's just his girlfriend. And she's just, it's hooked up to her titties. Oh, man. <laughs> move for me. Move forward, Mary Lou. <laughs> oh, hey, Dad's calling. Should I put him on the podcast? I got someone calling me too. It's Al. Maybe they're both wanting to talk about the lake. <laughs> should I? Should I get him on? Sure. Oh no, he'd probably be mad because I, I, I'm gonna roast him. So hey, I'm gonna, son, I'm gonna put that one to voicemail. Sorry, there's so many people, by the way, <coughs> who listen to the podcast that have requested Dad to be on because of all the hilarious stories we tell him about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I. And here's the thing. He'll freak out if he knows he's on unknowingly because he'll hear both you and I. Yeah. So yeah. you would have to be quiet and I'd have to talk. But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of people who have who've wanted Butch on. And, and Chris and I, before we actually started recording this podcast, had a fun conversation about the, um, I'd say the inevitable sonality of Butch Allen, but also in addition to that, just some of the crazy antics. Just, 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 the, just the common sense escapism if you just in dad's head it's just there's in the impatience yeah there's just not a lot there anymore i think you, you know what i you his know, hard drives at max yeah do you, <laughs> you ever see those so those uh those old smoking commercials where it was like here's a healthy lung here's a here's a fucking oh, yeah. tarred smoking you know 60 year old tar smoked lung and it's just a black piece of leather it dad's brain probably looks like a bowl of like tortilla soup <laughs> it just doesn't even look like a brain anymore. It's just soupy. It needs to be like those drug commercials back in the nineties. Like, here's your brain, and they use an egg and they like crack it open, and they uh, open. And it's like, here's your brain on drugs. But really, it should just be here's your brain. Here's your brain at seventy. <laughs> it's just like melted, and fucking fried. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like something that you recook in the microwave. Dad needs a RAM upgrade for sure. <clears throat> Maybe a something. new CPU. He's definitely calling me to get your electric fix. Well, of course I did. Jesus Christ. That's By my, the way, don't, don't call the electrician at 10 o'clock at night. Without my that's say rude so. as shit. It is. God, it's rude. He's not a doctor on call. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. You know what's fucking ridiculous? <laughs> I'm starting to notice a trend here in the Midwest. In fact, I saw three of them in the last two days, and I'm baffled by it. Wild coyotes? No. I have seen... Uh, it has to be a new trend. Something I'm not hip to. Something the old grannies are hip to. I have seen three women with short, bleachy orange hair with big, round, colorful sunglasses. I, at this point, I'm pretty sure that women in the Midwest are starting to want to look like Elton John. <laughs> you know? They forget that even though he's gay, he's still a guy. Yeah. And these women, I, I swear, all of them look like fucking Elton John. They wearing like the bright sequenced dude. Like, they're like these big pantsuits. They're like big white glasses with like pink fucking lenses, yeah. and they've got this super short, dikey, like straight cut, like bangs. Why like is it? Orange. Why is it a thing for older ladies to have short hair? Like I don't understand the trend of fashion as you get older. Because you never see an older lady I think not wearing lazy. those kind of pantsuits and kind of ugly sweaters with yeah. like turtlenecks and clip-on earrings yeah, and a short totally. curly haircut. They all look the same. Yeah. It's like, why are there no old ladies with long hair? I don't understand it. 
They probably just don't want to dig with their hair. You think that's it? Because it doesn't take... Here's the thing. Grandma puts curlers in her hair every goddamn day. She doesn't need to do that. But if you have, like, really bad arthritis and you got your fingers all, like, fucking tipped funny at the ends, like your little Like Schmeagle hands? Yeah, like your little tips of your fingers are, like, curled up and the knuckles look like fucking... Yeah, but is that an excuse not to do your hair? I just just can't imagine it takes that much to do your hair. I wouldn't say that. I think it's just arthritis. You just gotta put a brush through it. It's taking an effect on you. Put a little pony. The finesse of doing your hair and making it look lovely. So your thing is, is it's it's not an old person's fashion. It's just... It could be it's difficult or challenging or it's just laziness. No, I just think it's just easy. ease of use. No, I just think it's easy for an old woman to look like Elton John. <laughs> Big ass fucking glasses, <laughs> shiny gold rim, like gold rimmed glasses <laughs> so with like hints of pink or it has that rosé lens look. Listen, if you're an old lady, uh, <laughs> just two simple tips to look like Elton John. Bleach your hair and cut it short with straight bangs. <laughs> Make sure it looks orange, though. Hey, the next time you see him, since you've seen three of these mystical creatures in the <laughs> wild as of recent, just that's when you pass him, just go, Rocket Man! <laughs> <laughs> or just say say lines from Elton John's songs, like Yellow Brick Road, or... <laughs> what happened here? As a New York sunset and disappeared. It'd be so funny if you just sang Elton John by I'm them. in my empty garden. Don't you think, though, if you were to do something like that, that they for sure wouldn't understand what you're doing? They wouldn't. Like, they aren't seeking to dress like Elton John. It They just happen to migrate towards that look unknowingly. They're evol- Subconsciously. They're evolving. They're doing it. Old women are evolving. <laughs> <laughs> they're all sort of look like Elton John. But what does that say about Elton John? It's quite a, a trendsetter, if you think about it, fashionably. I know. Seriously. I mean, he's way ahead of his time, for sure. Yeah. But he's also dressed the same way since the 1970s, so it hasn't really, other than the bell-bottom jeans, the glasses have remained the Saturday same. Saturday night's all right for a fight. Just go, Daniel, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fucking old ladies. Oh, hey, did you hear that um, Kanye West is going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast? Really? Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? I saw him on a fucking Family Feud. It legit. Kanye West? Yeah. Was on Family Feud? Yeah, with the Kardashians. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you. Oh my God. What is life coming to? Dude, you finally got to see the real Kanye West. Was it awesome? He's a giddy fucking laughable fool. Is he? Yes. Dude, I feel like I'd like to hang out with him. Like that persona that he keeps up? Well, because he's, I think he's been humbled as of recent because of his craziness and the whole shit with Donald Trump and all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, maybe the kids too, but probably not the kids. I think just life stuff has humbled him. People don't get humbled by having kids when you're that popular what are they and that called? rich. Kanye East and Kanye North or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Kanye South. <laughs> the directions of Kanye. <laughs> yeah. That should literally be his next album. Uh, isn't the, one of their kids named North or something like that? Yeah, yeah. No, I think North, yeah. The directions of Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye Map Quest. <laughs> Kanye Quest. There you go. Oh, um, dude. Dude, that's actually a pretty dope a name. cartoon fucking called Kanye Quest, and it's fucking like Johnny Quest. Dude, that'd be sweet. That would be Kanye. dope as fuck. Johnny Quest, another show that was obnoxiously white. Yep. And then they had Haji, Haji, who was kind oh, of a slave. <laughs> kind of, Kind of a slave when you think about it. Yeah. He was like the little henchman guy. He, yeah, he Not was. Not a henchman, but... Yeah, it's more slave. But anyway, so Kanye's going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. And it all started with, I loved how it started because Kanye tweeted something and said, I'm not going to do big interviews with these people because they don't understand me and they're just going to try to spend the spend the agenda like 
and you know, I want to talk about mental health seriously and none of them are going to be willing to talk about it. He tweeted that Joe Rogan tweets back and goes, dude, I'll talk to you as long as you want to. And then that's where it started like a month ago. Yeah. And then Joe Rogan said something on his podcast and he was just like, I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can get him on. And then Joe Rogan tweeted the other day or retweeted something Kanye tweeted. Kanye tweeted, Joe Rogan and I talked. It's going to happen. So now they have a scheduled date to do the podcast. It will be the biggest podcast of all time. Do you know that Rogan's podcast had over a billion downloads last month? Damn. A billion. Dude, I listened to all of them too because he was talking some real philosophical shit the last month. Yeah, he does that. I love guests that he has on that are scientists (laughs) or... You know, like DMT experts that like fucking dude, it's just trippy. Yeah. But having Kanye West on there, I think is going to be amazing. That's that will be a it will be the biggest one for sure. It's got to be the biggest downloaded episode of all time. Has to be. I'm pretty excited for it personally. I think it's going to be fucking sweet. I think it's going to. Yeah, I think it'll cool. be good. Um, do you know what I watched last night? Uh-huh. <clears throat> also under the influence of what? I'm not going to say on the podcast, but. <laughs> I watched the new Black Mirror Netflix release, which is interactive. So you choose the storyline, kind of, like you navigate it. So like every so often, a little option will pop up at the bottom and you say yes, no, or you say eat this, don't eat this, that type of thing, which I thought, because I love Black Mirror, was going to be really cool, but it also at the same time wasn't cool because it it's more confusing when you do that because it will actually take you back to certain points. If you let's say go down the wrong path, yeah, it'll take you back to a certain point and then you kind of have to redo that what? segment. So I feel like the movie could ultimately take you three hours to get through and the ending literally just kind of cuts off. Now what I do like about it is that it is trippy as fuck, which I love. That's what I love about yeah. black mirror. It conceptualizes what the future could be in a very trippy way. So I thought doing the interactive movie was going to be, give me kind of that similar experience, but I wish they would have just made it a movie. But I do like that they were the first people to really do like an interactive guided platform like that, because I could see long-term that if they really do it right, that you could make a really cool movie out of a storyline that somebody can adjust. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Like a multiple ending type thing. You know what I mean? They used to do that with children's things. They used to do that with storytelling, like yeah. books. Like right, just, books. Uh, we had actually pitched something at our company to do the same with a uh, company that does kids' TV broadcasts. Um, the technology has been there forever. And yeah, I've, you I've can seen, for sure do it. And I've seen examples of it on Netflix before. There's it's like storytelling things, but... I'm glad to see them do it with actually a more adult-oriented right, right. content. It, it was it was definitely pretty cool, and it's like no, like the different things you choose are obviously going to take you. But that is what the movie is about. That's what's trippy. So, spoiler alert: three, two, one. Giving people a chance to cover their ears. The movie is about that. This kid who is the main character of the movie starts to fucking go insane because you are controlling him. So there's points in the movie where he's going like, okay, these are the, and he's telling like his therapist, he's like, I can't control what I'm doing because you through your remote are controlling what he's doing. It's like a fourth wall thing too. It's fucking creepy. So he's aware that you're controlling him. And there's even a part in the movie where he's looking at his computer because he's a, he's a video game programmer, like back, like way back in like the eighties. Yeah. So it's like old school, like DOS look almost. 
So he's programming a game and then you control something in that particular part of the movie in that particular scene and then you can choose the type that comes up on the screen to to give him a message and you can literally give an explanation of what netflix is like you say like i'm controlling you through netflix and he's like what is netflix he's like tell me what's going on like he's freaking out and then you can choose to give him more information and then you say like it's an it's a entertainment platform from the 21st century and i and it literally says i'm controlling you so it's like Dude, it, that's, the sh- that's the Black Mirror <laughs> shit that trips me out, which probably didn't help last night because I thought about it entirely too much. <laughs> I was sitting there like, <laughs> I thought about all these things of like real, because then I got to the point where I was like, well, what if someone's controlling me? Yeah, man. Like, what if every decision, and that's what it's all about, is like, there's a, there's a bigger thing out there that we don't understand that is controlling every impulse that we have, that we aren't actually it's in control. It's the Matrix, bro. It's, it's really creepy. So, the movie itself conceptually is really cool, but the interactivity piece of it, I didn't really like too much because, well, and then there's times where it only gives you so much time to choose. So you know, there's time I'm like eating popcorn and it gives me five seconds. I'm like scrambling to find the it remote. It takes you out of the immersion a little bit because uh, while a lot of us would probably like the interactivity of being part of the story or feeling like we're part of the story, which has right. its own set of immersions. Right. We we typically like to be passive, right? We like to feel like we're there, but passively. Right. Like you're just you're we're just like a fly on the wall. Right. You're sitting on the bus while you're watching right. everything right. Th- everything else happen. Right. And that's kind of how I thought about it, honestly. I thought about it the same way where I was like, I think I would have just rather it been just a very intentional, cool black mirror movie because the show is one of my favorite shows. Like it is fucking unreal. And most of us, when we do watch TV and this goes for about 80% of the content we watch, we, we like to be pretty lazadaisical, you know, we like to just sit there and not do anything, but just zone out on what we're watching. Yeah. Not move, not do nothing. I think honestly where something like this would be really cool is when you're not watching it in seclusion, but let's say you have a large group that can also give input. If you have a selection to make, if you were with a group of like six to eight friends and be like, okay, which way are we going? Which path are we going down and why? Like a social game. That's social game, right? Like when it's sitting you by yourself, just think about me behind my remote just going... There's like a part where you can choose what cereal eats, and I'm just like corn puffs or corn flakes. Oh, corn me. puffs or corn flakes. It, like, re- it reminds me of some porn videos, man. It's like, should I take off my panties or my bra? And you're like, oh, panties, <laughs> panties. <laughs> and you press the button. <laughs> press and panties button. Oh, oh. She pulls it down. And you're like, it's oh my god. Kind of what it's like. Only there's no fucking. But it is. It is pretty, it's, I think conceptually it's really cool. I would much rather do it in a group and then also have the ability to pause at that certain, because again, it forces you through that. And if you don't choose, it chooses for you. So the ability to pause right there. And if you're with a group of people actually discuss why you're choosing what you're choosing. Like that to me would be cool. What they should have done. Because it can take you down cool paths that you can all kind of relate to. What they should have done is fucked with even more. So if you pause the video and it looks like it's paused they actually have like a looping track of some pause footage where he goes like, why can't I move? Dude, that would be sweet. That would be Because it was kind of like it. that. It's like, why can't I move? That would be kind of crazy. But it just keeps looping like that until you press play again and then it goes Dude, that's how, That would actually be pretty cool. But you'd have I so do, much footage for that though. I, think, I hope they stick with it because I do like the idea. It didn't get great reviews because people didn't really like the interactivity that much. But part of me is like, okay, well, this is like the first real movie that's come out. Like, okay, so 
get the bugs and everything out of it and see what its potential could be long term. I think it could be pretty cool, especially in groups. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Especially I, I, more so if the decision weren't what cereal are you going to eat? Yeah. And the decisions were much more, they had bigger repercussions. Like if you do this thing, imagine what can happen. But maybe there's a safe thing that maybe gets you out of the trouble that you're currently yeah. in. It reminds me of like RPG games, like video games. Dude, it's very similar. That you, very complex story hooks and plots and it could completely alter the outcome of the story. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, in, in the whole story itself. And what I thought was cool is that when it ended, it actually took me to an episode of Black Mirror that was kind of related to it. Oh, which I had cool. already watched, which was kind of cool. That that episode is actually I forgot about it. It's pretty trippy. That's trippy. It dude. that is trippy. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I mean, it's worth watching. It's worth navigating. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the next season of Black Mirror because it it had definitely turned into one of my all time <coughs> favorite shows. I yeah. love that whole like, this is what the next twenty years could potentially look like type thing. It's fucking dude. That show is just so trippy. I just want better, so trippy. I just want better VR porn. Uh, it'll happen, right? With like, you know what? I I haven't heard as much about VR recently as it was like. It seemed to be pretty hyped up last year, but it seemed to have kind of fizzled out this year. It's still one of those. Th- well, uh, Oculus announced that they're going wireless. So really? They're, they're I saw I saw some new situation. Oculus stuff. Well, that's cool. Uh, so that's about time. But um, not a whole lot. I think the pro- one of the biggest problems with the VR industry is it's. From a consumer perspective, it cons- uh, it's it's too expensive still. Yeah. So you're not going to see a whole lot of game developers want to develop for it because there's... Not enough users to support it? There's not enough users to support it. The barriers of entry are higher because you have to be cognizant if you're developing a game of frame rate. Yeah, but just like anything else, the cost will come down. Yeah, it will eventually. And once computer hardware becomes more supportive for it, it'll it'll be easier but the minimum requirements for running a vr game that is at the fidelity that we expect to have when we're in vr like we want it as realistic as possible right it's not there the hardware is not there it's too expensive to run a, a rig that so cons- for consumers it's way too expensive yeah and because it's too for expensive, a good platform game developers aren't going to spend the time to make their games compatible with VR because of those restrictions. Right. So. Unlike everything else, it'll come down. So right. what do you think, like, next five years, then it'll be pretty viable? I think so. It's not going anywhere. At this point, it's it's to a point in the industry where we're, we're capable of supporting it. Remember when 3D was a big thing? I know. <laughs> the yeah. shutter glasses? Oh, oh my God. So stupid. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. That fizzled out. But, yeah, I feel like... I think people want that experience, the whole VR experience, the more like just the more real, the real, like you're really in, you're like in your own, literally like encapsulated world, Yeah. but different than what reality is, which is kind of cool. Yep. I think that's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think about it this way. I remember a professor I had in college was talking about how, I think it was like in the early 2000s, he got one of the first large format plasma TVs. Yeah. Which was like a 40 inch something. And it was 10 grand. So think about where that technology was and how expensive it was just for a flat panel TV. Those things had burn in issues. They overheated all the time. Power consumption was through the roof. Now you can buy a QLED TV or an OLED TV for a thousand dollars. That's much larger, better picture quality, less, Less harsh as far as environmental impact, less consumption of power, more lightweight. So every single thing about it is better, and the cost has collapsed ten times. Yep. I yep. VR will be the same thing eventually. Yep. yep, it will for sure. 
it'll be cool when it gets here because that that's something I've always been interested in was actually doing like an immersive VR. Yeah, it's dope. Especially if like I love first person shooters, I would love to actually have a rifle in my hand and a VR experience playing fucking Call of Duty. Well, they got fucking platforms where you can run on them. Yeah, I've seen that. Those yeah, the it's, little it's a basically the auto a, running platform. It's like a, a lens. It's like a lens tread, and you wear these shoes that make your feet slip on it. Yeah. And you use that, but it measures your foot movement across the platform of this lens, and you can literally run and rotate around. I'm telling you this. When, because I'm a huge Call of Duty fan, even though I know the last however many they made are garbage. Um, at the point where VR is available and they can all, they have at least like a first person shooter that's good, dude, I will be the first one to buy the whole set. They have VR. Uh, they have VR fucking um, like experiences where you're legitimately in a room. What they do is you wear, you wear the headset and you walk around in a physical location (coughs) and uh, they, they basically superimpose 3d graphics based on the shit in the room. So if you put your hand against the wall, like if I, like if, if my headset's off, I'm touching your wall and it's just your fucking wall. Right. But in VR, I touch this wall, but it's like stone wet work. Yeah. You know, it's like a fucking dungeon. Like a tree. It just adds another level of immersion because you can touch it. Right. And like they're even introducing like smells to make you even more immersed in it. That's crazy. But there's people walking around warehouses with the fucking VR headsets and gear on. And they think they're in some dungeon, but they're just in a fucking warehouse warehouse with like wood beams and like fucking key points that they use to like track shit and, and map stuff when they're walking in. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty dope. It's it's sweet. It's sweet. Good talk. We got down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but hey, we have a review today. We do. What are we reviewing? The moon, the moon, the Mumbacho. 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 Tierra Volcan. Yeah, Tierra. Or we can say it Tierra Volcan. Tierra Vulcan. Tierra Vulcan. Uh, so we're going to take just a quick break, and then we will be back with you guys for a Badass review. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really sounds like you're just trying to take a f- the fattest shit ever. It's part macho man, part constipation when you do that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Is it easier to yeah. do with your cold? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we're back. <laughs> we are back, and we are here to give you another fun review today. Mumbacho. <laughs> Mumbacho for the yeah. macho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you please do the whole review in Macho Man voice? Mumbacho by the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How he did that for so long. I think that's what killed him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So ridiculous. (laughs) (coughs) Holy shit. Today's review was from a macho by the macho. Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he just like always does his like hand things too. I was watching uh because uh Mean Gene obviously a poster about it died last week. The same day, um Lauren told me the Nordstrom dude died, Mr. Nordstrom. Really? How old was he? And and uh Bob Einstein from he was one of my fa- he was Marty um 
uh, Marty, um, wow, what the fuck was his last name? Like Funkhauser. Marty oh. Funkhauser from um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. which is one of my favorite characters. That guy died too, all in the same day. Oh, damn. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, so me and Gene died, but I was, I was doing some research on when he passed away, like just kind of looking through some of the old videos, and the macho, <laughs> fucking macho man interviews. <laughs> there's so, there's yeah. so many. They're yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. Good. They are really funny. But anyway, so we do have a review. We're reviewing the uh, the Mambacho. Mambacho by the Macho. <laughs> what is yeah. it called? What's it called? The Tierra Vulcan? It's the Tierra Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so before we actually break these down, Chris, can you uh, tell us exactly what criteria we follow sure. to review these bad boys? Sure. I think it always helps. Don't though. do it in your macho voice. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, each cigar review is based on our six-point rating scale and broken down into three main categories. Construction's burning taste. <laughs> we then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible bonus or penalty points, Corey. That's some real shit right there. That's a, oh, man, that's a good category. Some macho shit. Yeah. That's some macho shit. <laughs> then, finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of six. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you have to do is just enter the yeah. <laughs> just every once in a while. Um, so Mambacho's been around for a while, 2006. For an eternity. Right. Maybe. So what I actually like, so I, I did my research on the Mambacho line yeah. months and months and months and months back. And... If you notice online, you can go to the website, you can see it all over the place, is what their facility actually looks like. Yeah. It is such a fucking cool building. It looks like it has a, like a terrace in the middle. It's kind of open, but it's that really bright yellow look. Yeah, it's sweet. It's fucking dope, isn't it? It's really cool. I think we could probably go there. I think if we wanted to, we could for sure go there. I think they would definitely invite us. The Mombacho Rancho? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that right now just because I've gone back and forth with them on Instagram as far as getting an interview set up. Um, and now this is my attempt to rope them into that because people want to hear from you. So let's, let's get it on the schedule yeah, and make man. it happen. So, well, it all depends on how good this review is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're like, fuck these guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, I have always been intrigued by this line. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> they make some really high quality product. Usually comes out at a pretty high price point. But they typically, on everything that they release, get pretty high remarks um, from everything across the board that we review on. So this is our attempt of breaking it down and giving you guys a little bit of what we think about this particular cigar, which, of course, has only represented one cigar. They have many more in their lineup. So with that being said, they manufacture their own cigars at their own factory, which is pretty cool. So they control that entire process, which yeah, I like. Yeah. So, Chris, what is this thing comprised of? Ooh, so it's got that wrapper, the Habano Seed Sun Grown. Which I believe is from the Jalapa Valley. The Jalapa. Jalapa. Uh, Jalapa. Yeah, it is. So I think, yeah, Habano seed grown in Nicaragua. Yeah. And the binder, which I, you know, let, me, let me just preface this before we finish the, kind of the components of this. I love when the um, company or brand actually tells us exactly what's in this fucker. Yeah, they, so they do it to the nth degree. So they will actually tell you what valley it's from and what seed has been grown in those valleys. That's It's going further in information than I think most people would care to, would care to know right. or appreciate. 
but I appreciate it just because we've we've been introduced to a much more in-depth process of how everything is farmed and how it's grown. So it gives me this visualization in my head as far as like, okay, well, this is the valley it came from. Here's the type of plant. And it's like, it just kind of ties everything together in a more detailed manner than just getting, okay, well, it's a blend from Nicaragua or this component's from this particular place. It's seed, it's what type, and it's in what valley was it actually growing, yeah. which is really cool. I appreciate yeah. that they do that. And then, so the binder, Habano seed, Criollo, Viso from Condega. From Condega. So Condega is probably another valley, right? Probably. I didn't actually research where that is, but, but I assume he, another valley. I mean, Nicaragua. they even told us what part of the plant it is. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Mucho the, appreciado. And the fillers are Condega and Jalapa Valley. Sweet. Okay, so we have something that is comprised of a ton of Nicaraguan tobacco, but different seed varietals, which is pretty From cool. From different regions, so to speak, so, which I like. And we had it in the Corto 4x50, I believe, right? So a short little dog. Little short, little short little baby. Yeah. Like, no bigger than the size of your, well, maybe like... Uh, bigger than my thumb, but not... But not as big as like a Shaquille O'Neal thumb. It's so like if if my middle finger was got swollen, Beast then that's things. about the what what it would look yeah. like, right? Yeah, it was nice and short, nice hue, kind of a kind of a medium dark wrapper, and the strength is kind of a medium bodied cigar, which they'll mention on their site, and uh, and then it comes at a price point of nine dollars. So oh. For Nine dollars for this little yeah. Thumb. So so for a four a four by fifty and by by all regards, it would seem to be never having this before would be on the pricier end. I think we'd both agree. Yes. So when I always see that kind of command of pricing on such a small cigar, it's like oh boy. It's like you better you, you better, better come fucking through. deliver, bro. Yeah, you got to deliver. So with that being said, let's actually break this thing down. And we'll start. As we always do, we start with construction, construction first. Construction, bro. Firmness. <clears throat> oiliness. Is there any damage? What can I say about this little corto from Jalapa in Condega? Uh, dude, it's pretty fucking flawless, to be frank. Um, it's not as rigid as you would anticipably expect for a lot of the brands that uh, I've had recently, which have been very, very rigid. This had a little bit more of a softness to it which wasn't necessarily a turnoff. It's just I understand that sometimes that's the way things blended. Like the K. Rojo from Columbus, another soft cigar that it was like, it kind of surprised me by just the construction of it. But that said, that's no reason to give this less points, bruh. Yeah. Because I think it's just a thinner <laughs> wrapper. Um, and, the, and the binder is probably not as thick either. And the fillers, it's, small, it's a small little baby. Yeah. Small little baby. You got to treat it with fragility. Yeah. Little baby. And uh, oiliness. It's a know. bigger cigar in the fetal position. Right. Right. Uh, oiliness, as anticipated, I would think, with, you know, kind of uh, uh, Habano. Um, and then no damage at all. I mean, if there was any damage on this little four-incher, I'd be like, oh, damn, dude. Like, I mean. Fairly easy to keep. Fairly, very easy to keep. Easy to ship. So construction-wise, I think it was a, a really great cigar. Uh, even the labels, when I had eventually peeled it off, uh, very easy to take off, which thank you, manufacturer. Thank you. Yeah, that's always a good, that's a good thing to be thankful for is when labels don't destroy the fucking wrapper so, on your cigar. Now, let me talk about the label real quick. Yeah. You get a four-inch cigar, don't put a sub-label on it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's too don't much. Don't put a sub-label. It's too much. Too much labels. 
And the labels cover 50% of your four-inch cigar. It's too many labels. Yeah. Let's cut out at least one of them. It had its we own. We don't need the label at the foot. We just need one label. It had its Make own it tiara. Yeah, it did. The tiara had its tiara. Um, one thing that I noticed, and I actually gave it pretty, pretty high mark. Actually, probably some of the higher marks that I've given a cigar recently on construction alone, I yeah. thought was fucking outrageously good. Completely flawless. Exactly what I expected. A very firm cigar. I really, really thought just visually, just inspecting this thing visually, I was like, yeah. wow, this, okay, now you're starting to convince me that this may be worth $9 in such a short Vitola. Yeah. Just even based upon appearances alone and just the time and attention you can tell was given to the cigar during the actual production process, I thought was really awesome. So great remarks from me as far as uh, the construction overall. Construction, high praise, enter clap track. <laughs> That's my internal clap track. <laughs> we should have a... It just sounded like a metronome. <laughs> I should have a soundboard that has a clap track, but one that ends abruptly. <laughs> Those are my favorite words. Just like... <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, the timing doesn't sound right. <clears throat> uh, burn. Okay, so we got this cigar. Would you agree, though, on the construction? It wasn't as rigid as we, we uh, typically have. Um, actually, mine seemed to be exactly what I anticipated. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think I probably differ a little bit f- than you do, but maybe I shouldn't have stuck my finger through it. <laughs> that did yeah. affect the burn. <laughs> yeah. Um. So consistency. I I will say this, and it, this doesn't happen very often. Um. From the get go. The the toasting of the of the foot or the toe, because this is pretty small. It's not the whole foot. It's probably just the toe. It's the big toe. Um. I had such an even burn, even from the get-go on this cigar, all the way down until I finished it, which was literally at the roach clip level, where I literally right. was trying to hold it with my pinky and thumb, just like... Well, you have to on a, on a four-inch yeah, stick anyway. Here's the thing. You pay $9 for a four-inch cigar, you're burning. You're burning until fucking, fucking end. Your fingernails start yeah. roasting. Yeah. I should have actually just maybe bought like a thumbtack and held it. You could. I mean, people do it. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's literally from the get-go. Literally from the get-go. This thing burned so evenly, and this rarely happens. And, and the fact that it did it when I was out in the cold is even more remarkable to me. Um, it burned evenly. I gave it a perfect score when it came to consistency of the burn. Damn. Now, hold. Hold. I did have a little issue in the beginning. I did require a little bit of relight. You kind of have to hold it. You have to kind of do the hold test that we do. I feel like early on... On this type of cigar. Yeah, yeah. on such a short, short I, I cigar. I agree. Now, the hold test, the five-minute hold test that we do, it was great. It actually held up fine. Where I had issues with the, the hold was very early on in the cigar where it kind of pitted a little bit. And gotcha. I, I just had to re-toast it again. But other than that, it was fine. Um, but it, got a, it, it passed the whole test with flying colors. So what's the whole test, Chris? Corey, what is the whole test? Well, I'll tell you, you fucker. No, I don't mean that. Yeah, we do a five-minute whole test. Five-minute whole test. It's pretty much that simple. It's <clears> that <throat> simple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so when it comes down to the draw, this is where I think the cigar did amazing for me. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Cordo. Maybe it's the size. I'm not sure. But, dude, this thing fucking produced some smoke. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, I don't know what it is about it. The burn and the consistency on this thing were so good. Like, uh, it was, it was, it was, um, it reminded me, the burn reminded me of like the, the Liga series. Yeah. It burned that good. It just kept, it kept just, 
after that little issue I had at the very tip, um, it just it was constantly just producing smoke. Right. Even when I wasn't even drawing on. I love that. It's just a good aesthetic. Yeah. It's a great aesthetic. So I don't know. What did you think about the burn? I thought the burn was great. Uh, I had probably dissimilar to you. So I had issues actually from the get-go and just having too much of a tight draw right at the beginning. Um, it was really tight at the onset, which I fucking hate in cigars. It's oh, yeah, something yeah. that just drives me completely insane. Now, that being said, the remark I made was pretty tight draw to begin with. I was able, without damaging the cigar or anything like that, I was able to get it to loosen up a little bit. And when it did, the draw was awesome. Yeah. So this was just an issue on the onset of smoking the cigar, not something that I unfortunately had to manage through the entire cigar, which is only four inches, pretty manageable. But it did loosen up, which was fantastic. So you kind of probably had the same reason mine kind of pitted at the very beginning. It's probably the same reason you probably had the tightness, maybe. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Um, now, I also gave it a little bit of a ding on consistency as well. So I had, for such a small cigar, I didn't get the good even burn that you got. So oh, I had man. a lot of dips. I had a lot of uneven burning um, to the point where it was, I'd say about, I think I was almost about a third through the cigar where the wrapper kind of started peeling away from the fillers and then it was really not burning evenly. So what I had to do was I had to go and actually correct. I had to actually ash the cigar and then take a piece of the filler off just to get it back to good. Once I did that and just got everything kind of running even again, yeah. it was fine. I didn't have any issues, but I don't like doing that. You know what I mean? Especially such a short cigar, you're, you're compromising an already little amount of product. <clears throat> it's not like I have a six-inch cigar that I can work with, understanding that if I just correct a little yeah, bit, yeah. that I have a whole yeah. much more to smoke. A four-inch cigar, I don't have that. So I did give it some dings on consistency. The hold as well was okay. It was one of those things that at that five-minute mark, I really kind of had to chief and, and puff to get it back. I think some of that had to do with just being a little bit of a tighter draw <clears throat> because I did the hold test early on just to make sure I had enough to move through. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Not the best burn score that I've ever given on a cigar. Definitely not the worst either. I think just it, I'm a little bit more critical of it just because it is such a smaller cigar and it comes at a $9 price point. I'm going to be more critical on things. So um, not bad, but not great either. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Mombacho. This is coming from the macho. He's perfect, bro. <laughs> uh, flavor. No. You mentioned you had some issues. I'm hoping one of the redeeming qualities of the cigar is the flavor profile, <laughs> bro. For me, um, it's one of those... Uh, okay, so it's four inches. Yeah. How much can this thing fucking really change in four inches? Right. For me, it changed a lot. It changed quite often. Um, really up front, I got kind of the bitter, mild spice, kind of woody flavors. Um, and that kind of carried on through about three-fourths of the cigar. I don't know what it was about the end. And I'm not the one to come out here and claim that I've got the unicorn palate. But this is what I noticed at the end. Bitter, woody, mild spice, meat embodied, for sure. Yeah. That's what I got for about three-fourths of it. Yeah. The last bit, the last bit when I had to practically roach clip it with my pinkies. Dude, I don't know what it was. But it got kind of mildly sweet and buttery. Yeah. Like a butterness. Yeah. Like a buttery butterness. Nice. And it was lovely. And I've only have ever had that happen to me twice. 
where something feels like like to the lips, kind of like the oils from it. It's like kind of oily, right? And like you get from butters, and then like the sweetness came with it, and it was. I yeah, don't I've know. noticed you've been saying butters a lot. Butters. Uh, and uh, you know, I know they described it as honey flavors on the site. I think flavors of right. honey notes. Right. I personally got butteriness. Uh. But it was fucking awesome in that little last fucking twenty five percent. I loved it, and it really did mellow out quite a bit. And a lot of that bitterness went away. Uh, and to me, this is one of those cigars that the fact that it was a four inch cigar and you get that little roller coaster ride. Now it it might it might it might not be like the Millennium yeah. Force, at yeah, Cedar Point, but like a little Adventure Express for sure, or like one of them Snoopy. Fucking little roller coasters for four year olds. The beastie. Yeah, something like that. Where, you know, it's not crazy, but it's a roller coaster ride for sure. You're going up yeah. and down. Yeah. It was like that. I gives you a love I and enjoyment it. and thrill. Yeah, I liked it. That last cool. little bit was great. Cool. Um, so you'd ask me if flavor was a redeeming quality of this cigar. Yeah. I'm happy to report that it was. Yes. I absolutely love the flavor of this Dude. cigar. Yeah. I actually gave it a pretty high score. So just in that four inches, that four incher. That was real good. It tastes real good. Yeah. I was actually, just for everything, and I think it's tough to say. I mean, I'm glad they gave us the level of detail on the components, um, but a Nicaraguan cigar, and all Nicaraguan cigars, all Nicaraguan, right? Yeah. And usually, I'm not saying that's ever a turnoff for me. I've actually come to appreciate them more and more and more and more over time. Um, but I look at it, and it's just like triple component Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan, yeah. Even though you're using a different varietal seed, I totally get it. Um, there's just I had a certain expectation for the cigar, and I was surprised and shocked that I got that sweet butteriness that you did. I actually, I wrote. Did in you here. really? Yeah. So I wrote in here. Oh my god, we both have unicorn palettes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I put in here. Uh, become smooth and sweet after about ten minutes. Um, I did put that there's doll flavors up front, and I really do believe, I think there's just an imbalance up front. Now, that could be partially due to the fact that I had a tight draw as well. That never helps from a flavor perspective. Yeah, sure, sure. Right? When I'm concentrating more on just get, producing smoke, I'm, I'm not getting the richness that I'd like. So, yeah. of course, those two things uh, related together could produce a pretty doll flavor. That's what I got back. That's what I got up front. And, but I'm telling you this right now. It gets really, really good after that. And yeah. it stays good for the life of the cigar. That's actually probably what I appreciated more about it is that even at the point where I was burning my fingertips, it still tasted good. Yeah, It, it wasn't getting too hot. It didn't get too hot. I didn't no. lose the flavors and have some of the challenges I would have on another cigar. It's actually really, really surprised by that. And I've got to give, I've got to give Mambacho kudos for producing a cigar that really holds to the end. Because I'm one of those people that if a cigar gets too hot or the flavors start to dull as a result of just getting towards the end of the cigar, I'll put it down. Once the cigar is no longer enjoyable for me, I don't smoke all the way. I don't smoke to the very, yeah. very, very yeah. end. I'm going to put it down. This is one where I was like, give me more, give me more, give me more. And I'm burning my fucking fingertips yep. Yep. trying to get the most I could out of that cigar to just consistently get that flavor that I really enjoyed. So it, it was flavor was definitely redeeming for me, um, given the fact that I had a mediocre burn score. Um, I scored it actually a 5.55 in the flavor category. Guess what? Pretty far up there. I had a 5.50. Woo! So that's a 92%, eh? Nice. That's nice. Now, now, price. That's what you had overall? 
Yeah. I was just talking about flavor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But, but thanks for jumping ahead. I appreciate yeah. you doing sorry. that. Sorry. My head's a little fuzzy, right? <laughs> uh, um, so well, that, that'll, that'll actually spark me to pull out my calculator. So I'm, <laughs> glad, you, I'm glad you did that. Because um, I never do the calculation up front because I don't like to know what your score but is. But the point, I guess the next point to this is, is it worth $9? <clears throat> my personal opinion is this. If it was any more than $9, I would say nay. Now. But still, is it worth $9? <laughs> yes. To me, it is. Um, very, there's very few instances that I could go back through all the reviews and cigars I've smoked and say that for the size, would anything be worth that much, right? For the size, would anything be worth that? But within a 4 by 40 I think it is, the Corto. Right. Dude. There's so much flavor and so much nuances to it, and it's it's there's there's a certain amount of originality to it that having you know spending the not nine dollars every once in a while to have this cigar and have something that stands out it's is to me well worth it. Um, but like I said, if it's anything more than nine dollars, would be like, eh, I don't know. Okay, you're reaching a you're reaching the uh, <laughs> cigar aficionado top twenty five category brackets where there's not a cigar that's barely under twenty dollars right um it just you know it's just overpriced it's like how good can something truly be at a certain price point right and for this i mean i think it is worth nine dollars um and i would would, it's one of those ones i'd smoke it again for sure yeah maybe eat it with a pretzel maybe (laughs) (laughs) uh something but it's a it's kind of like a desserty cigar do you feel like it's a dessert cigar kind of um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I think this cigar would go really well with a bourbon or like a scotch. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I really like the, the sweet undertones of this cigar. I think that if I were to ever pair something with this cigar, it'd be something like that. Yeah. I really like the, the richness and the sweet flavors of it. I thought, I mean, honestly, the flavor was amazing. It was, it was ridiculously good in comparison to a lot of stuff that I've smoked lately. So I was, I was pretty happy about that. Um, so overall, I, I didn't give it a price bonus or a Delta. I thought that it was kind of fairly priced. Yeah. I personally would like a little bit more, like even give me another half an inch for $9 or, you know, maybe I need to look at this again and say, okay, well, what's another represented size in the lineup and how much does it cost? You know, if the next Vitola up is a five by 50 or whatever it may be and it's 950, well, maybe that's the one I want to go with, but we know Vitolas will change. (coughs) Um, the price it would change the price of the cigar and change of course what it produces in terms of flavor and and everything else right you change the vitola it can completely change the characteristics of the cigar and i really like this vitola because i i mean i really like the cigar and 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 if and even if you're still worried about whether or not it's worth nine dollars it's got such a fucking cool backstory like you want to try it i it's definitely worth trying they're a brand that i've wanted to try for a long time and again i was telling you that i've been going back and forth with uh some people over there on instagram I mean, trying it's trying to get him on the, the poop cast. It's fucking called the Tiara Vulcan. Yeah. Named after the Little Miss Tiara Vulcan universe pageant. Right. Dude. Support, for sure. Support. Yeah. Each cigar purchase goes towards donating to the Little Miss Tiara Vulcan universe pageant so these girls can get a chance to travel across the universe to enter and compete. To see who's the brightest, most beautiful Vulcan. Yeah, it's it's a why total, wouldn't you donate? It's a totally worthy cause. You have to donate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's not, not let's not those let's not let those little Vulcan princesses not participate. 
Exactly. That's my thought. Like, when have you ever bought a cigar that all proceeds go to the <laughs> Little Miss Tiara Vulcan Universe Fetching? <laughs> Oh, shit. So anyway, uh, the two scores combined, we actually come out to a 90.5%, which I think is totally fair for this. Given the burn issues that I had, I think it's a completely fair score, um, and it's a great score at that. I think so, too. Great cigar. Yeah, agreed. Pretty pleased. So for anybody, this is one of the cigars, I think like anybody, even though it's a Nicaraguan, it wasn't a harsh cigar. Anybody. You know? It wasn't yeah. harsh. So yeah, I think, it was definitely not harsh at all. I think even a novice smoker could, it could yeah, smoke it. And I don't the, know if you'd appreciate all the flavors. And, in the Nicaraguan category, I would put this at one as it's a more manageable smoke. Totally. For sure. Totally. So, good job, Mombacho. Mombacho. Very pleased with the outcome of this cigar. Thanks for producing some really dope shit. This is a review by... The Macho Man Randy Savage for the Bombacho Tierra Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and with that, we are going to be back at you guys in just a few minutes with some listener questions and shout outs. We're, <laughs> we're back on the train. Woo! So hang tight. All right. And we're back. Yeah. What time What time is it, Chris? It's that time, Corey. Give me one hot minute where we answer your questions and also do shout-outs. Totes. Yeah, and if you'd like to send me your own questions and shout-outs, visit us at facebook.com forward slash the hot ticket cigar faction. Right on. Right on. This first one comes out to us from Philip Moses. I have a suggestion. Holy Moses. You guys should do an honest, as honest as possible, review of some super shitty cigars. <laughs> like flavored ones, machine-made ones, etc. I think that'd be funny. I think we all know how that would turn out from a review perspective. The, the best part is I like how he said, he said flavored ones. <laughs> as if to insinuate they're all they're flavored all cigars shitty. are shitty. Um, not all of them are shitty, but yeah, uh, we've thought about it before. And it's something that we may end up doing long term. I don't know if we're going to segment it on the podcast or other, but we've got so much stuff lined up that it's now it may be a little while. You'd have to imagine that all the reviews would be pretty low on the on the review scale. For sure. Uh, but I would be curious to see how low it could possibly go. It could go pretty low. <laughs> how low can you go? Right. Pretty fucking low. That'd be pretty good. That's yeah. a good question, though. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take a look at that one. Uh, the next one comes out to us from Kyle Fitzpatrick, man across the... That large, large pond with seven foot swells and waves, <laughs> aka the Atlantic Ocean. Right on. Are you gonna come out with your own top twenty five list over the uh, cigar aficionado list that came out? I mean, we talked about that. I would say if we did do it, it would definitively be better. But one of the things we we mentioned, I think, in the last episode was. Uh, in order to give justice to all the great brands and cigars out there, we'd probably have to smoke way more than we're smoking and reviewing now. Right, because everything that goes to them is all submittal, so it's not necessarily the best of the best. It's the best of what's submitted. Right. The way the process Chris and I want to do it is by smoking as much as humanly possible between now and the end of 2019. And then we've got a really good idea, non-submittal-based, a good broad base of cigars that are smoked, and then we can rank them accordingly. Now, our top 25 would essentially be represented of the scores we already give to cigars on the podcast and other review platforms. Right. You know, when we start doing written reviews for the website, it'll literally be 
what is the highest ranking based upon the percentage. So yep. the the accumulation of the top 25 will essentially already be there, um, but we can certainly, I think, breaking them down at the end of the year would be yeah. a good idea. And I don't want to hear any shit when they say, hey, this cigar is way better. You didn't even have this cigar listed. Well, if right. you want that cigar reviewed, my friend, you send that for free through right. postage to us. And then we'll make sure it's in that fucking yeah, no shit. top 25. Yeah, this this hobby gets really <laughs> fucking expensive, as you could imagine. So, uh, yeah, that always helps for sure. Um, and in addition to that, I don't know where top 25 ever fucking came from. Uh, I don't know why someone decided 25 was the magic number. I know, too much. I know 25 is representing a pretty decent chunk, but I'd be more interested, honestly... And I think this is it, Cigar Aficionado even releases it this way. Yeah. They release the top ten one by one until they get to number one. Yeah. And then they release all the other ones. It's like I would just be curious to know what the top ten is. And, and I it, think that I'd rather do that than twenty five. And, and it's kind of a bell curve, right? Like there's probably so many within the eighty eight to ninety one range that are gonna fall in that that right. are gonna be in that. There's gonna be so many of them. But the ones that are like the ninety threes and up that, those ones stand those out. Are the, ones. the top ten I think stands out typically. Yeah. If yeah. you're doing a real top 10 yeah so well good question kyle i mean we'll we'll eventually do it uh, eventually yeah. 2019 would <laughs> be the year that we can actually put it put uh, it together cheers to 2019 my brother uh this next one comes out to us from ryan daniels what accessories do you have that make your smoking experience more enjoyable ryan xoxo mm. how about an enema oh god what what accessories a woman <laughs> yeah um we each have a calibri cutter yes that is pretty dope and that calibri cutter is the um the v-cut and straight cut combination those things are magical it's like the swiss army knife of cutters man it is the only thing it doesn't have on it is a punch but i already have a i have a keychain punch which works great so yeah but I absolutely love that. That is my favorite accessory by far because it's the most practical in my opinion. Yeah, now yeah. I have other cutters that from a sentimental standpoint mean more to me. Yeah. Um, but that particular one, as far as like having it with me at all time, I think you you said it best. It's a Swiss Army knife. Like, well, how does it get any better than that? Yeah. Sure, it's a brick. Now, if they fucking built in a lighter to that bad boy, oh, dude. we'd be rolling. I we'd mean, be it's heavy. It's not necessarily... Uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing in your pocket no it's pretty bulky but yeah it, it is i just put convenient. it in my travel humidor and it works great and i think the other thing is like single torch lighters i feel like they're the most practical in any situation yeah especially if you're outdoors you want single torch not quad torch you might quad as torch well just is too much butane and then you'll roast the fuck i've noticed anything more than a dual torch just yeah. absolutely roast the fuck out you of might the as well hold it to a bonfire if you want to use fucking quad torch yeah stick your head in a fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've singed hairs a pit fire i've singed hairs yeah. i've seen people try to do that before i was like you realize that that flame is much closer to your face and is lighting your cigar it's like eight inches long it doesn't least. make any sense why people would do that i don't know it looks cool there's such a fluctuation as well as far as like the the flame itself and, and a fire it's not steady like a torch you literally no. burn your eyebrows yeah. off it would be a great deterrent against uh people are also really stupid robbers though, so. yeah that's burn true. Them. instead of using mace use your fucking quad torch off. Yeah. uh <laughs> great question uh this next one comes out to us from thomas holsey shout out to tool man cory what's on the next episode of tool time mr mm. mr ceiling man oh, fucking kool-aid man my back door um nothing as a matter of fact guess what i did last night 
I pretty much turned my bedroom into a smart room. So there you go. It's pretty. It's actually pretty dope. Set That's up all kinds of stuff. That. It's fucking sweet. Yeah. yeah. Lauren was like so tickled that we were able to just do commands for everything. I set two routines for yeah. waking up and going to bed. And they everything functions great. Yep. So. You know, you make make fun of me for falling through the ceiling, but I'm actually pretty fucking handy, and I'm actually pretty decent with electric, too. It just happened to be I'm not really good with footing sometimes. You're just not great on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, next one comes out to us from Ryan Daniels. What are your cigar goals for 2019? Well, my friend... Mm. I think we kind of uh, shed some light on that already in this segment. We have in this one and and previous ones, but if we just put it all together, smoke more, smoke more good stuff, give you guys more content as far as what we smoke. So we smoke all the time. So I usually smoke on a regular basis, at least once a day. Yeah. Um, I've been making a concerted effort to review at least five times a week. So as you can imagine that it, takes up a considerable amount of time because you can't but, do anything else but i want to make sure that we're also providing really good content for everybody both in um podcast form uh soon to be video form and we're working out those kinks and of course written form for yeah. the website yeah. so a bunch of platforms for content that's like that is the ultimate goal is that we'll have all three of those things available to everybody here in like the recent you know in the next hopefully month so Kyle, top twenty-five. It's a lot easier to get a pretty good guesstimate of what that could be if we're reviewing like a hundred and sixty cigars yeah. this next year. So that's that's the goal is around one fifty to one sixty. I think gives us a pretty good, gives us a solid baseline to to actually review and break down. And it's cool too because there's so much good shit out there, and we're just we're two people. You know, yeah. we we don't have a panel of people who's out there smoking a bunch of stuff. And then bringing it back to us in, in written review form. It's just us two. So it's it's a lot of work for a couple of people. But it's something that, you know, if we're going to consider resolutions is probably towards the top of my list for sure. That's why it's important for all of you to tell us what are the good ones. What, which, or know? just what you're interested in yeah. us reviewing. Like it's, we're, not, we're not sheltered away from anything. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's intriguing out there and if we can get our hands on it we will yeah absolutely this next one comes out to us from dave d'amico oh yeah says Corey, knowing that if you ever fall from any high places or through any ceilings in the future just know that chris is definitely going to jump out of the way and let you fall to your death mm-hmm. but what cigar would you have smoked beforehand and been okay with the outcome of falling through your ceiling never forget twelve twenty eight. 2018 the answer is none (laughs) because i've never smoked a cigar worth 500 dollars. because that's exactly how much it costs me (laughs) to repair that fucking hole so unless someone can find me a 500 dollars cigar that's worth fucking cannonballing through your ceiling (laughs) yeah uh, no the answer is nah i know one that's worth a million dollars but yeah i know there's a lot there's like an opus xbox you can get for like six grand that that's all fucking hooey pooey though hooey pooey uh, yeah, I don't know if any cigar is worth that, but maybe. Uh, two more. This next one comes out to us from Tom Minty. Have you ever thought about expanding to a panel of reviewers? Maybe have some of the faction members submit reviews based on your scoring system. Uh, we can get super long-winded with this, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes and yes. Yes and yes. Um, trying to figure it out logistically is tough. I, I, I like the idea of having a panel 
the challenge with the panel is, is that at the speed that you want things to occur, you have to be cognizant of other people's time and availability. Sure. So we have to plan it out too. Yeah. So it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty methodical as far as that goes. Um, from a listener perspective, yes, we've taught, we've actually talked about releasing, um, to an extent how we, what our criteria is and how we grade to give people the ability to do the same. Um, I don't know that we, you have to get necessarily as detailed as we do, but we certainly would welcome somebody just giving their overall house construction, house burn, house the flavor. Yeah. And I don't have to get into the nitty gritty details, but, um, it, it's, it's always nice to know. And, and I think honestly, that's where we differ on our show. I've listened to actually, or just earlier, I was listening to, um, like four or five different cigar podcasts Yeah, yeah. and this, it's nothing against any one of those. They all have kind of their unique thing that they do. But where I think we set ourselves apart as far as what we do is really listener interaction. It's the people who listen to the podcast and doing things like this, questions and answers, involving people in it because you and I are just two people and two people can't know everything. We can't understand everything. We can't smoke everything. So it's nice to include and I think it's advantageous if you want to get the best overall here's what this thing represents to involve everybody yeah so. totally and this would be some post website launch yeah so yeah we got some know. things we've got some we got hurdles some that we got to do first but yeah for sure for sure tom love you bro anyways last one this comes out to us from troy wildberger mm-hmm. not a question just want to say that you guys have invested a lot of your time money and sanity for the sake of the group's entertainment as well as other faction hidden prospects I know what you mean. So for that, this journey has been great. I thank you. Now, I have gained the respect for the Browns and Mayfield more than ever after witnessing firsthand. Yeah. That's all. He's a son of a bitch. Mayweather. Or Mayweather. Mayfield. Definitely not Floyd Mayweather. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield's going to be legit in the NFL. He's yeah. up for uh, Rookie of the Year, which I think he may, in, he may end up getting it. Um, or Saquon Barkley. I yeah. think one of those two people is going to get it. But, yeah, he's had a hell of a year coming out of the gate. So. He goes, uh, any other words on an official website? I'm speaking for all. <laughs> Stated above previously and every month to be exact. We need top cigar content based on different factors, faction, fractions, feedback, et cetera. Yeah. It's coming, bro. It's yeah. Coming. I um, Just to keep Chris honest in the whole thing, I keep the browser open and continually refresh it to make sure that I see ad moves and changes every day. <laughs> So it, I can, I can report it that it's pretty frequently. It's looking pretty good. <laughs> um, I think everybody's going to be really, really happy with what, not only with what we produce, but just aesthetically, it's, it's very pleasing. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of websites that people are used to going to and, um, there's some good ones. There's bad ones that <laughs> just like yeah, anything else. Yeah. Uh, this one I think is going to be a people pleaser for sure. So, yeah. and this is really, so we created the podcast really for us. And now it's just happens to be inclusive of all these other people who really love listening to what we talk about and what we do. Yeah. But the, the, the websites for everybody else, that's really the part of what we're doing that we're, we're making sure we're doing for everybody. We're doing for people who want to read the content. It's not like we don't build a website going, we really like that. Yeah. It's, it's built, the platform is built around, you know, the listeners and, and people who want to know more information. Yeah, totally. It's pretty dope. It's well, the non-selfish part of what we do. Totally. So I guess that's it for this week. Cool. It's that segment. Give me one hot minute. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. 
I will do a shout out to the Facebook group. If you want to join our Facebook group, uh, join us at facebook.com forward slash the hot ticket cigar faction. But then also don't be a cunt when you join. No. And thankfully we haven't had any, I have to say we have had, we've had to not boot anybody yet. Yeah, we, we haven't actually the group is, um, has been really awesome. It's been really cool for us. It's a really tight knit group of people who interact constantly. I mean, people have become friends and then now send each other shit all the fucking time. Yeah. They're always sending. I've sent some to some people and they've sent me stuff and then other faction members send each other shit all the time, just care packages. And it's really cool to see that because it, the, the interaction alone is invaluable on in that group. It's and fantastic. if you like girls, we have three of them. Yeah, we got a couple. <laughs> We've got. They don't interact very much, but there's definitely a couple females in there. Oh, the ladies <laughs> have arrived. <laughs> um, it's not. I promise, it's not a creepy. It's not a creepy. Uh, I Facebook mean, group, I make so. it creepy, but yeah, you do. You tend to do that anyway. All right. Well, hey everybody, thanks for listening. It's episode eighty-two. We'll be back at you next week with episode eighty-three. See, See ya. ya. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. This was a very fun one to record, as they all are. Um, just a reminder, you can find myself on Instagram at the Hot Ticket Pod. You can find Chris at Big Six Chris. We're also both main administrators of our Facebook group, which is the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction. Very fun group. Find us on Facebook and join now. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and now, finally, Google Play. You're welcome, Android users. So if you could, please subscribe, rate, and review. That would be awesome. And until next time, enjoy it, everybody. We'll be back at you next week with episode 83. See you.